that I've been hurting. There was a moment that I a series of lectures given by the divine, excuse me, the pattern of the universe. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh, our Elohim, and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern, and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given to our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year 1931. We hold classes in the United States, Canada, and certain other foreign countries. The Lansing, Michigan branch was established in 1973. The dean of the Lansing, Michigan branch is Dr. Terry Welsh, and the president is Dr. Tina Pettigrew. In this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title of the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The true name of the Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The true name of the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God. 
the name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles and not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. That means Elohim is the title our creator. an erroneous name, a minor investigation on your part in a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Greek language, the Hebrew language, nor the Latin language had any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that is made by this letter J. Neither was there a letter J in the English language until some 14 to 1600 years after the Messiah's death. Therefore, such names as Jesus and Jehovah are impossible renderings of the true and original name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title, just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit. And in this state, he is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and bounds of everything. We have Yahweh in his pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud to symbolize himself because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We have drawn this cloud all around the edges of this chart to show you that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in this pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Elohim. This is the Word or Son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelation. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body and walked the earth plain as Yahshua the Messiah, whom the world calls Jesus Christ. Now there is only one name given unto salvation and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question we should ask ourselves is, what was the name of the Savior during the time he walked the earth plain? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface of the Holy Name Bible. 
Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It is called the divine pattern because it is Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he called Moses atop Mount Sinai and showed him the tabernacle pattern in a vision. Yahweh instructed Moses to build one exactly like it in the wilderness of Sinai. The pattern consists of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court roundabout. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and operates according to the structure and function of this threefold tabernacle pattern and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. The primary aims and constitutional objectives of the class are as follows. First, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Second, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Third, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Fourth, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. Fifth, to extirpate current superstitions, skepticisms, and ignorance. Sixth, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seventh, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons operate in the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eighth, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. Ninth, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained. There is no other name given among men whereby man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua the Messiah. And tenth, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua the Messiah with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace and our slogan is speak the truth. At this time, we will have a prayer by Dr. Kim Galecchio, followed by scripture, which will be Leviticus, the 23rd chapter, read by Dr. Mildred Feldler, and our readers will be Graciela Underwood and Deb Larraway.
morning, brethren. Let's take this time to bow our hearts and minds to our Heavenly Father. Yahweh, we come to you at this time with a humble heart. We thank you for the rest, for the liberty, for the freedom that you have given us internally to know something about you, your purpose or plan, for putting your spirit within us and taking out that old covenant and letting us be aware of that new covenant within us. We thank you for the Jubilee or the joy or the Pentecost and for choosing us amongst all of the vessels that could have been chosen for you to work with. You are the potter, we are the clay. Let us be ever mindful of that and cherish the seat that we are given to sit upon. We love you, Heavenly Father. In your Son's precious name, Yahshua, let us all say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning. morning. I'll be reading Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Um, I'll be reading from a King James Version, restoring the true names where applicable. And Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feasts of Yahweh, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, even these are my feasts. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of Yahweh in all your dwellings. These are the feasts of Yahweh, even holy convocations, which you shall proclaim in their seasons. In the fourteenth day of the first month at even is Yahweh's Passover. And on the fifteenth day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread unto Yahweh. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. In the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. But you shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh seven days. In the seventh day is a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. And Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When you be come into the land which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheaf of the firstfruits of your harvest unto the priest, and he shall wave the sheaf before Yahweh to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath the priest shall wave it. And you shall offer that day when you wave the sheaf a he-lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering unto Yahweh. And the meat offering thereof shall be two-tenth deals of fine flour mingled with oil, an offering made by fire unto Yahweh for a sweet savor. 
and the drink offering thereof shall be of wine, the fourth part of a hin. And you shall eat neither bread, nor parched corn, nor green ears, until the selfsame day that you have brought an offering unto your Elohim. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. <coughs> and you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheaf of the, of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall you number fifty days, and you shall offer a new meat offering unto Yahweh. You shall bring out of your habitations two wave loaves of two tenth deals. They shall be of fine flour. They shall be bacon with leaven. They are the first fruits unto Yahweh. And you shall offer with the bread seven lambs without blemish of the first year, and one young bullock, and two rams. They shall be for a burnt offering unto Yahweh. With their meat offering and their drink offerings, even an offering made by fire, of sweet savor unto Yahweh. Then you shall sacrifice one kid of the goats for a sin offering, and two lambs of the first year for a sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before Yahweh, with the two lambs. They shall be holy to Yahweh for the priest. And you shall proclaim on the selfsame day that it may be a holy convocation unto you. You shall do no servile work therein. It shall be a statute forever in all your dwellings throughout your generations. And when you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not make clean riddance of the corners of your field when you reap, neither shall you gather any gleaning of your harvest. You shall leave them unto the poor and to the stranger. I am Yahweh, your Elohim. And Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, in the first day of the month, shall you have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh. And Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, Also on the tenth day of the seventh month there shall be a day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation unto you, and you shall afflict your souls, and offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh. And you shall do no work in that same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make an atonement for you before Yahweh your Elohim. For whatsoever soul it be that shall not be afflicted in that same day, he shall be cut off from among his people. And whatsoever soul it be that does any work in that same day, the same soul will I destroy from among his people. You shall do no manner of work, it shall be a statute forever throughout your generations in all your dwellings. It shall be unto you a Sabbath of rest, and you shall afflict your souls. In the ninth day of the month at even, from even unto even, shall you celebrate your Sabbath. And Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, The fifteenth day of this seventh month shall be the Feast of Tabernacles for seven days unto Yahweh. On the first day shall be a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein. Seven days you shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh. 
On the eighth day shall be a holy convocation unto you, and you shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh. It is a solemn assembly, and you shall do no servile work therein. These are the feasts of Yahweh, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh, a burnt offering and a meat offering, a sacrifice and drink offerings, everything upon his day. Beside the Sabbaths of Yahweh, and beside your gifts, and beside all your vows, and beside all your freewill offerings, which you give unto Yahweh. Also in the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the fruit of the land, you shall keep a feast unto Yahweh seven days. On the first day shall be a Sabbath, and on the eighth day shall be a Sabbath. And you shall take you on the first day the boughs of goodly trees, branches of palm trees, and the boughs of thick trees, and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before Yahweh your Elohim seven days. And you shall keep it a feast unto Yahweh seven days in a year. It shall be a statute forever in your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall dwell in booths seven days. All that are Israelites born shall dwell in booths that your generations may know that I made the children of Israel to dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh, your Elohim. And Moses declared unto the children of Israel the feasts of Yahweh. Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. <laughs> want to say thank you for the prayer and the scripture and now we'll have a selection by Dr. Renee Jackson.
singing another song. I got, I got too many in my head. Sorry about that. Okay, here we go. Woke this morning in an awful fright. I thought that y'all would took it out last night. I wasn't standing where I should have been. He said, you know, you knew Brethren, all dressed in white. They didn't know me as I stood there and cried. I knew the tears would run down forever. There was no sound of glory for me, just the sound of his displeasure. But when I did awake, I was so relieved to see the sun smiling through my window like his sun. Smiling at me When I did awake I was so relieved to see There was still some chance for me Brother, what a nightmare You really had to be there, yeah Brother, what a nightmare Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah It was Cause I wasn't saved Got to the wire I had to misbehave I couldn't run And I couldn't hide In the presence of his anger 
was a pitiful sight. Woke this morning in an awful sweat. I took a moment out to catch my breath. Cause when you dream about that lake of fire, you just want to know more and more to be all he desires. All right, thank you, Dr. Renee Jackson. We enjoyed that. Good morning again, everybody. This is my happy place. I love being with the sons, I'm telling you. I do, this is like, just to see all your faces and, and know that we all have the same spirit and we're preaching the same thing. It's awesome, me and Jennifer was talking about that this morning. It's like, there's no better place to be right now. So I love you all and I'm so glad Yahweh gave you safe passage here and hope he'll give you safe passage back. Uh, before we begin, just remember to keep your cell phones, any kind of electronic devices, turned to mute so that they're not disturbed to class. And I want to introduce our first speaker. Um, She's going to be mad because she just finished singing. Uh, Renee, where'd you go? Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad, Renee. Yes, it's you. You have to talk now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I tried to talk Terry out of it, but he said the no. Oh, her name is Dr. Renee Jackson, Dean of Phoenix, Arizona. No, I'm not. I tried. I tried. You know, but apparently I have no power, so. I did my part. So. I know. I, that's what I told him, but he wasn't listening, so. My bad. <coughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm still trying to calm down uh, from the singing. Um, okay. Uh, first of all, I want to say um, thank you to the Lansing branch for hosting this wonderful event. And I want. Oh, okay. And then I want to say hi. It's good to see everyone. It's been a while since I've been everyone. I'm trying to calm down here. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, <coughs> Wow. 
let's start with, let's do it this way. Um, if someone could find for me, uh, what says rightly dividing the word of truth of Yahweh? I'm nervous so the, the scriptures aren't going to come to me, so you guys are going to have to help me out with them. So the first thing, um, the topic, we're talking about the Jubilee. There's so much to all of this. And the wonderful thing about this is that we don't have to know it all now. You know, we'll be learning in ages to come. So just sit back, relax. And y'all, when we do the revealing in his own good time. And um, I just want to say that the first thing, and, and the founders stressed this a lot, he stressed that you needed to know the purpose of Yahweh. Because if you don't know the purpose of Yahweh, you're going to start off wrong with any topic you get into. I don't care if it's water baptism, jubilee, it doesn't matter. You need to line these things up according to the way Yahweh planned it. So we're going to start, I think it's 2 Timothy 2.15. Okay. 2 Timothy. Sorry. And um, I'm sorry. And could you go to Ephesians 1, 9 and 10? And then, yes. And then I want Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Second Timothy 2.15. Mm -hmm. Study to show thyself approved unto Yahweh. Now hold it right there. This says study to show thyself approved of Yahweh. Okay. Now. There's also a scripture, I think it's in Ecclesiastes, that says, studying doth make man mad. Does anybody know where that is? But here's the thing. In order for you to study, okay, your, your salvation isn't in studying. But what you want to find out is what Yahweh likes and what Yahweh doesn't like. That's the studying, okay? Finding out what Yahweh likes and what he doesn't like. How he's defined certain words. Okay, you can be the greatest lexicographer in the world, but if you don't know definitions according to Yahweh's purpose and how he set it up, you're going to get the whole thing wrong. And that's important. Okay, so study to show thyself approved. A workman. A workman. That needeth not to be ashamed. That needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, rightly dividing the word of truth. When I first came to class, I thought that was the most mysterious statement I'd ever heard. <laughs> rightly dividing the word of truth. What does that mean? It means this, that the Father, he has ordained, he has a purpose, and he has a plan, and it's about the salvation of your soul. That's what you're coming to class for, okay? And I'm kind of trying to tie this in with Jubilee about what Jubilee, the, the essence of what Jubilee is really about, okay? It's about, it's a love story about Yahweh for the, and between Yahweh and the man that he created, okay? And when he did that, he preordained it or he set it up back here in pure spirit, okay? And everything is going to be executed according to the purpose of Yahweh. There's not going to be any deviations. He didn't get it wrong. Okay? He's not making stuff up on the fly. Right? He's not doing that because he has already declared it back here. But you have to be able to understand it according to the ages and dispensations of man. Now, I excluded the angelic, this first creative age, because it doesn't involve man, okay? 
the dispensations are the divine ordering affairs of the man. That's why you have it. That's why he put it this way. So each one of these dispensations is giving you a story about how Yahweh is operating in the earth plane with the soul of the man. And he subjected the man to certain conditions for a reason, to show that he can deliver you from whatever state you're in. You understand? But he had to set it up with witnesses back here so that you can understand that he is that power to deliver you. Does that make sense? Okay, continue to read. He is not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, mm -hmm. but shun profane and vain babblings. It says shun. Look, if you don't, can't rightly divide the word of truth, you're a babbler. You, ha you don't know what you're talking about. You get what I'm saying? Because if you're not lining it up properly, Dr. Kimmy said it like this, if you start off wrong, you're going to end up wrong. Right? So we want to make sure that we're rightly dividing it according to the Yahweh set it up. What does that mean? You've got to know what's valid in each age. Right? I can't take anything from this physical age of worship and drag it on over here to the spiritual age. So I got to make sure that I'm rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, now go get me Ephesians 1, 9. Actually, get me Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 first, because this is, this is important to understand that this is how Yahweh is operating. This is what makes the difference between this school and what's taught out in Christianity. We worship two different, I'm going to use the word God for the sake of disunderstanding. The God that they worship is totally different than the Yahweh we serve. Totally. Their God has no idea what's going on. He's, seriously, which is sad. He's, he's sitting up on a cloud somewhere, and he's just watching a scurry about on the earth. And if you offer up enough prayers, he'll grant you your wish. He's a genie in a bottle. That, I'm telling you, that's how they treat him. So they don't have a knowledge and understanding that, he, look, he is. Uh, let me let you read because I'm going to get ahead of myself. Read, please. Isaiah 46, 9 through 10. Mm -hmm. Remember the former things of old. Now this is Yahweh speaking through Isaiah. Remember the former things of old. Read. For I am El and there's none else. I am El and there is none else. I am Yahweh, and there's none like me. I am Yahweh, and there is none like me. Read. Declaring the end from the beginning. Now, this is what makes him different than the other gods. I don't care if it's Buddha, Krishna, Jesus, Lord God. He did what? Declaring the end from the beginning. He declared the end right from the beginning. Right? Read. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Now, from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Read. Saying, my counsel shall stand. Now, this is the important part. Saying, my counsel shall stand. So whatever Yahweh declared back here in pure spirit, it's got to be carried out in the earth plane. And his counsel is going to stand. I don't care how much you wish. Right? 
his counsel was going to stand. Okay, is there any more there? And I will do all my pleasure. And I will do all my pleasure. You won't do all your pleasure, but he will do all his pleasure. Okay, now, go get for me Ephesians. Now, I had that read to show you that what has Yahweh declared? <laughs> right from the end. Now you got to know what it is. But he said he set it up in ancient times. What does that mean? I should be able to look back in Adam and understand Yahweh's purpose. And the founder put it this way. If you could understand this plate and this plate, these two plates explain the purpose of Yahweh perfectly. Why? Because when this man, he created this man. Look, folks, Jehovah Witness teach Yahweh, God had to have a backup plan when Adam sinned, right? That's what they teach. Let me say this. One of our aims is to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions. Folks, you need to go look at these religions. The speaker, was, the speaker yesterday, when I came to class, I knew nothing about religion. I knew one Bible verse, and it was Jesus wept. I had no idea where that verse was. But in my household, my dad said, hey, everybody's got to say a grace at the table. So for years, there were two verses that were said at their dinner table between the kids. Jesus wept, and God so loved the world. For years. You understand? But we didn't know what we were talking about. But my point is this, is that if you don't go out and study and compare them, you understand? It's important because, look, it enhances your understanding of Yahweh's purpose. And you should be able to, if anyone ever clocks you on anything, you should be able to explain it according to Yahweh's purpose. Okay, I digress. Go back and read for me, please. Ephesians 1, 9 through 10. Now, this is what Yahweh has declared. He declared the end right from the beginning. Read. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Now, having made known to us, he's not talking about the whole world. This is the Apostle Paul, and he's writing a letter to the Jews that are in Ephesus because they're going to be the ones that are going to instruct the Gentiles. And Dr. Kenny stressed that, that that's what these letters are about. They're not letters to the Gentiles. They're letters to the Jews that are there that are going to have to teach the Gentiles. Why? Because the Jew was given the law. The Gentile was not given the law. Because Yahweh had already ordained that the Gentile was going to come in by what? By faith. Okay? Read. So having made known unto us, read. The mystery of his will. The mystery of his will. According to his good pleasure. According to his good pleasure. Read. Which he had purposed in himself. Which Yahweh has purposed in himself. Read. That is in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Now, in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Now, if you don't know what that statement means, you have an issue. So in other words, you've got to see Yahweh coming down through the age of this showing you, because everything's pointing to Yahshua the Messiah. So in the dispensation of fullness, times read, He might gather together in one all things in the Messiah, both which are in heaven. Wait, he's going to gather, this is important, he's going to gather in one all things in the Messiah. The Messiah. Read. Both which are in heaven. Both which are in heaven. That takes weight. 
Dr. Kenny would say, don't forget the angels are your brethren too. All in heaven we... And which are on earth. And which are on earth. Now Even the ones on him. earth, those are the souls. It's not everybody, guys. It's those souls that have believed on the witnesses that Yahweh has laid down. Remember, it says he declared from ancient times. Well, what's this talking about? Oh, gosh. I'm not going to get where I'm going to go. Keep reading. Even in him. Even in him. Read. In whom also we have obtained the inheritance. Ah, we've we obtained an inheritance. An inheritance. Read. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him who have who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Now, what does that mean? That means this. You have to believe on Yahshua the Messiah in order for you to be in the, I don't know, in the body of Yahshua the Messiah. Please understand, it's based upon belief, though. And he has to send someone. This is the mercy and the grace of Yahweh. He had to send someone to preach to you so that you could hear and you either accept or what or reject right but he he's he would be unmerciful not to give you witnesses or something for you to and i'm going to get in trouble for this but that's okay for you to choose <laughs> i'm and i'm i'm using i'm selecting my words very carefully to choose between right and wrong. But he has to show you what right and wrong is first, not according to the world. Does that make sense? So, when the children of Israel are down here in Egypt, they don't know Yahweh. Now, please understand, this migratory pattern, if you study it, it's the journey of the soul passing from death unto life. This is about, this is called, I call it the mystery of conversion. And we don't understand how the soul is converted. Right? So when you look at this migratory pattern, each one of those feasts that we talked about in Leviticus 23rd chapter, it's actually taking you through the stages of their journey from death, hell, and the grave to heaven. Think about that. Most holy place, holy place, and court roundabout. First heaven, second heaven, third heaven. Right? Down here, they had to take out a lamb. That was required. They had to take that lamb out on April the 10th, hold it over to the 14th, Take the blood of the lamb, strike it at the top of the door, two side posts, and dip from the basin. They had to eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Folks, that was a commandment of Yahweh. That's, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. Now, he didn't give that commandment to the Egyptians. No. He gave it to that select people that he chose. Now, please understand, these Jews back here were an atypical people. And they represented or they pointed to the true bride of Yahshua the Messiah. So he's describing, this is also describing the journey that you take. Right? Because when you walk through the doors of class, now let me say this. You're dead on arrival. I didn't say you were dead from birth. 
I didn't say you were a sinner from birth either. Your state and condition when you walk in and take a seat, you're dead in your conscience because you're a sinner. Right? And you're in darkness. You're in darkness because you don't know anything about your creator. You see? Now when that happens, <laughs> you always send someone to preach the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Yahshua the Messiah to lift you from this darkened state, right? So that you can, what? Live and have life more abundantly. But he's got to take you through this first because you need a contrast. You need to understand the difference between right and wrong. You need to understand what Yahweh likes and dislikes. Now, when Moses goes down there with the name, that is the first step of being converted. They have to hear the true name of Yahweh, right? They eat the lamb, they resurrect through the Red Sea. That's what that Passover was about because it pointed to Yahshua the Messiah, okay? When they get out here in the wilderness, now it's time for them to learn something about their creator. Here is where they learn about what he likes and what he doesn't like. He doesn't do it. Yahweh doesn't do it down here. He does it here. Folks, that's what this, pent this was the, let's put it this way. Gosh. Yahweh is moving the children of Israel according to the pattern. So they've got to arrive at Mount Sinai exactly when they get there. So when they get there, they arrive on June 3rd. Yahweh gives them three days to clean up. And then Yahweh spoke the law down from Mount Sinai on June 6th. They were keeping a Pentecost. Yahweh hasn't given the commandment of keep the Pentecost yet, but he's moving them that way because they've got to be there for them to hear the speaking of that law. Now, what did that do? It was in type. And we used to stress this years ago. We talked about types, shadows, allegories all the time. Right? This was allegorical to receiving the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, right? June 6th, June 6th. So Yahweh's moving them according to these feasts. So you had the Feast of Passover, then you had the Feast of Unleavened Bread, then you had the Feast of First Fruits, right? I'm just going quickly, okay? Then when they get out here, you had what? Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. Then you had a feast of trumpets, right? Then you had what? Day of Atonement. Guys, I help me out. And then last but not least, the Feast of Tabernacles. And I just did that quickly because you're always moving them according to the pattern. The pattern lines up. I mean, the feasts line up to the pattern. The migratory pattern lines up to the pattern, right? So I should be able to understand what this journey is about or how Yahweh is converting the soul. Okay, is everybody with me there? Okay. Now, can someone find for me, I think it's, uh, I think it's 2 Corinthians 10 where it says, where these things are our example. Um, sorry, I can't think of it. Is it 1 Corinthians? Because remember, he said, declaring from ancient times, guys, you cannot beat the... Christianity starts in the New Testament of the... 
That's not ancient times. You can't go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and learn something about Yahweh's purpose because you're starting in, she talked about writing a book. You can't start in the middle of a book. You have to have the beginning, the middle, and the end. Okay? We have to go back to the law and to the prophets. Why? Folks, those are Yahweh's witnesses. They're not Dr. Kimley's witnesses. It's not IDMR witnesses. Right? They are the witnesses of Yahweh. So I should be able to go back to the law and the prophets to understand how Yahweh set this up. Did you find that for me? 1 Corinthians 10 and 11. Mm -hmm. Now all these things happened unto them as a warning to others. Now all these things happened unto them as a warning to others. Please understand, the children of Israel, they were disobedient. The reason they wound up 40 years in the wilderness was because of disobedience. Okay? Even when they got to Cana's land, they were disobedient. And Yahweh punished them for the disobedience. Yahweh's anger is as great as his love. Right? Remember when Moses comes down from the mountain, he's angry and he took, throws down the tables of stone? And then he told them, who, he, uh, he armed the Levites, and he said, who's on the side of Yahweh? Right? And if you weren't on the side of Yahweh, what happened? How many did they kill? 3,000. So that tells you there were 3,000 that weren't on the side of Yahweh. You get my point? So, but here's the thing. I'm talking about when they got out here. Now here, they didn't have a choice but to keep the law because that's Yahweh's purpose. Let me say that again. Here, they didn't have a choice because it was imposed upon them, right? Until the time of what? Reformation. So they didn't have a choice in keeping this law. Because if they didn't keep it, right, they were punished. You see what I'm saying? But they still received a contrast between right and wrong. Yahweh's got to, that's the mercy of Yahweh, to give you that contrast first. This is what I like, and this is what I don't like. Okay? Now, when they get up here into Cana's land, right, and Joshua gathers the two of them on Shechem, or chapter Joshua, he tells them, choose this day who you will serve. Now, he's not talking to the whole world. He's talking to them because he's repeating the same thing he did here in the wilderness. <laughs> You understand what I'm saying? He had to say that to them because he gave them the law. He didn't give you the law. Does, that, does this make sense? So now, say the same thing. Choose this day. Why? Because here he said it. When did he say it? He, said, he told Moses, go tell them what I said. And what did they say? All Yahweh said we will do. Right? But they failed miserably because this 
physical law, it was a type, it was a shadow, it was an allegory of the spirit, the law of the spirit of life, which is Yahshua the Messiah. Okay? In other words, they didn't have what was needed in them to keep what Yahweh has said keep. I'm really going towards Jubilee. I really am. But, but I got to lay this first, right? Because if I don't lay this first, then I'm not doing it the way I should be doing it. Okay? So now each one of these feasts, like I said, represent, they're representing stages that you're going through. In the wilderness, oh gosh, I don't want to do this. So here they were wandering, okay? And there were certain feasts that they couldn't keep until they got to Canaan's land, okay? They couldn't keep the Feast of Tabernacles until they got to Canaan's land. They couldn't keep Jubilee until they got to Canaan's land. There were certain Sabbaths they couldn't receive their inheritance yet. Hadn't forgotten that part. Up here, there had to be an inheritance. They had to get the inheritance first before they could count, start counting. You understand what I'm saying? Because it was based upon, they, were, they became, they were wanderers here, but they became farmers up there. Right? Because it's based upon the cycle of what? The, the crops. The agriculture. Right? So that's what I'm telling you. That's why Yahweh is, he had it locked down. You see? So when they get there and receive their inheritance, now they can keep certain feasts that Yahweh had told them to keep down here. That's what we read yesterday in Leviticus 25 and 1. He said, when you get to Canaan's land, can't do it here because they're wanderers. Okay? Now you and I have an inheritance... <laughs> Two, isn't that one of our aims? Eternal, is that an inheritance? This inheritance pointed to the true spiritual inheritance. Okay? But here's the thing. When, well, let's put it this way. Eternal life is, well, let's go get it. John 17, 3. Yes. Oh, gosh. You get that, you finish that, please. Yes, keep me on point. First Corinthians 10 and 11. Mm -hmm. Now all these things happened unto them as a warning to others. Right. That they are written for our instruction. They're, ri <laughs> They're written for your instruction. Right? Anybody come to you and say, you know what, we don't need the law and the prophets anymore. That's just boring. And it's just repetitive and I'm, doesn't entertain me anymore. I'm sorry. That's the commandment of Yahweh. Because these things are written for your instruction. Read. Upon whom the end of the age is come. Upon whom the end of the age is come. Read. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take it heed, lest he fall. Now, so he's telling you, take heed to those things that happen in the law and the prophets because they're written for your admonition or for your benefit. Okay? That's all. Okay, thank you. Now we're going to get John 17 and 3. Thank Directly you. Directly to 3. Um, Starting at pick 1. Pick it up where you, yeah, think it's best. John 17 and 1. Uh-huh. 
These words spake Yahshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, uh -huh. Father, the hour is come. Mm -hmm. Glorify thy son that thy son also may glorify thee. We. As thou hast given him power over all flesh. Now Yahweh is giving him power over all flesh. Read. That he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Stop. Didn't Joshua give the children of Israel the inheritance here? So he can't say anything different, folks. That's why he's saying that. Look, when they got up here, and, now even though here, and you can go to Deuteronomy, I think it's Deuteronomy, where um, it talks about what each tribe would get. Okay? He even told them before they came up out of here, he said, look, I got to keep my covenant to Abraham. Because the covenant was, your children are going to sojourn down here in the land of Egypt for some 400 years. I'm going to come down. I'm going to deliver them up. And they're going to go what? To Canaan's land. Why? Because we're talking about the purpose of Yahweh, which is a round trip. Remember, they were in the loins of Abraham here. So they're taking that trip down to Egypt because it's a return trip right back to heaven. Okay? So I'm just showing you that Yahweh is repeating himself over and over and over, right? So that if you keep your eye on Yahshua the Messiah, then you understand Yahweh is giving him power over all flesh, flesh to give what? That he should give eternal life uh -huh. to as many as thou hast given him. Uh -huh. Read. And this is life eternal. Now here's the thing. Eternal life is predicated upon a knowledge of you understanding one of the very first things, unity of the spirit. If you don't understand the unity of the spirit, you're in trouble. Because that book is written in a mystery. Right? And there are certain scriptures in there that will mess you up when you're talking to some Christians, right? Because they don't, they don't understand that he's the Father, he's the Son, and he's the Holy Spirit. So, and Yahshua the Messiah, look, as Joshua, he was instituting. Right. Institute means to what? To set up. To establish. As Joshua, he's instituting back here. As Yahshua the Messiah, he's what? Fulfilling what he instituted. So if you see him given an inheritance here, you got to hear, hear him talking about it. You understand what I'm saying? So now, when he's saying that, he's out there and he's offering up a prayer. That's why I got that. So your eternal life is predicated upon a knowledge about your creator. What do you got to know? Remember I said, this is about you passing from death unto life. So you, you got to go through the same stage they did. What did Moses deliver first? The name. What do you got to hear? The name. Right? He even told uh, Pharaoh, he says, look, for this cause I have <laughs> raised thee up to in what? His power. So he had to create an adversary. Now, you and I don't match for the devil. But a speaker said yesterday, Yahweh created Satan. And he created him for that contrast so that you know the difference between right and wrong. It's just that simple. But until he reveals to you right and wrong, you can't make the right choice. Because you have a lack of knowledge. 
And knowledge is the beginning of the fear of Yahweh, sir. This is the other thing. <laughs> All these witnesses, they prove to you that he's real. And once he becomes real, then your attitude, disposition, and behavior is going to change. I, I don't care what you say. It's going to change because once he becomes real, okay, now you're like, oh, wow, he's real. That's, you understand? But you got to, it's got to be laid down line upon line, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little, with stammering looks, and another time I will preach to this people. You understand what I'm saying? That's Yahweh's way. You understand? Okay. Do I have you holding anything? John 17, finishing up by okay, 3. Okay, go ahead, read. And this is life eternal. And this is life eternal. That they might know thee. That they might know thee. The only true Elohim. Now he's the only true Elohim, read. And Yahshua the Messiah. And he's Yahshua the Messiah. Whom thou hast sent. Whom thou hast sent. This is Yahshua preaching the unity of the Spirit. But if you don't know, it has to be revealed to you, though. You see? Is that all of that? Okay. Now, I want you to go get for me, um, we called it yesterday, Isaiah 61, 62. Then we're going to go back to Luke 4. And then, um, I think it's Psalms. Someone might have to look it up. If someone can find me, it, uh, David talks about a contrite heart. Does anybody know where that is? I know it's in a couple of places, but I think it's Psalms 57 or something like that. Okay, now, here's why I'm bringing this up. We're going to go back and read in Isaiah, and then what I want to show you is this. The children of Israel were given this law in this fourth dispensation. It's what we call the Old Covenant, the Old Testament. But it was given to them and them alone. It was not given to any Gentile. The Messiah is fulfilling. Remember, he has to fulfill every feast day. He has to fulfill everything concerning himself back in the Law and the Prophets. Okay? He fulfilled each one of the feast days. He fulfilled Jubilee. He fulfilled Pentecost. Why? Because he appeared to be a Jew himself. <laughs> this is a part people forget. He appeared, he was, now please understand, Yahweh is not Jewish. He's spirit. He's not Jewish. Yahshua wasn't Jewish. But for the sake of his purpose, he had to appear because he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Right? So now he's walking among the people that he gave the law to. Okay? So now he's got to fulfill the law and the prophets. But they didn't believe him when he spoke it. Okay, so we're going to get Isaiah 61 for 61. Is it 61 and 1? Oh, okay. I didn't get anywhere, but that's okay. Hopefully I have a Isaiah 61 and 1. Uh-huh. The spirit of Yah Yahweh is upon me. Now I said the spirit of Yah Yahweh is upon me. This is talking about Yahshua the Messiah. Because Yahweh has anointed me to preach the good the, or the gospel Stop. to the meek. Because Yahweh has appointed me to preach the gospel to the meek. What's the gospel? 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. How? Yahshua would die, buried, 
rose again the third day according to what? The scriptures. But if I don't know what the scriptures are, right? So when the Messiah comes through the loins of the Virgin Mary, what's he doing? For three and a half years, folks, he was preaching the gospel first. That's Luke 18, 31, 32. You don't have to get it. But he preached to them, I got to go to Jerusalem. I got to die. I got to be buried. I'm going to resurrect. And they didn't understand a word he said. That's what the book says. They didn't understand. What do you mean you got to go die, be buried, and resurrect? Why? Because from Adam all the way down to the Messiah, man did not know how to get out the grave. When he resurrected, let me put it this way, when he died, he went and he preached to those that were captive where? In the grave. They had to hear the gospel first. So a preaching of the gospel isn't, my point is that's, you know why? Because it resurrects your soul from that dead state it is in. That's what you're looking for. And it's Yahweh, it says Yahweh chose the foolishness of preaching. But it's not foolishness if you understand that that's Yahweh's way of healing the soul. Okay, I got to move. Um, read, keep reading in Isaiah. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. You're brokenhearted. What, what is the heart? Heart is synonymous with soul. Your soul is broken. Why? Because you're a sinner. And as much as you might want to stop sinning, you can't. On your own. Okay? To proclaim liberty to the captives. Now to proclaim liberty to the captives. Now to them, he was proclaiming the liberty to those Jews because he told them, I come to fulfill the law and the prophets. They didn't believe him. They didn't understand. So now through his death, burial, and resurrection, right? Gosh. He what chart am I looking for? Doesn't matter. He fulfills the law and the prophet. I mean, the law and the prophets, because they were concerning him. Then he raises as a quickening spirit. He ascends into heaven. Now, on June 6, A.D. 33, it was a Pentecost and a Jubilee. It was a Pentecost and a Jubilee. All the Jews that had been sent into captivity, right? From, they were sent to Mesopotamia and Babylon, and they would come to Jerusalem on those feast days, and they would stay there a whole year. Okay? Now it's time for Yahweh to fulfill spiritually what he set up here and in Canaan's land. Because Yahweh... <laughs> Declare the end right from the beginning. Now it's time to release them from being held in bondage to that law. You understand? And through that, that's why it's a Jubilee and a Pentecost. So now those Jews, they receive the Holy Spirit, which is what that law pointed to. And now they're no longer in bondage to sin. Right? I'm, I'm going to honor the bell. I'm going to stop. But I want to thank everyone, or thank you guys for allowing me the time. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Dr. Jackson. We enjoyed that. I got questions for you after, so don't go nowhere. Um, and for our next speaker, we're happy to call the Dean of our Arcport, New York class, Dr. Bonnie Snyder. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh, I am very happy and glad to be here and to testify to the things that I've learned in this great school. And I have so much on my mind that I'm hoping that it'll, <laughs> you know, come on, come together. Um, the first thing I'd like to do, though, is uh, thank the Lansing branch for inviting us and, um, and thank everybody for coming. <laughs> Good to see everybody. Um, it is a good thing, it's a great thing to have a topic like this, something that we don't hear too much about. I just want to say this quick because I've got a lot on my mind. But um, when you have a class that's been in operation for 50 years preaching the same thing, it's really great. And one of the reasons that it's great, I've been in class for 50 years this year also. Uh, a real different journey than, than your class, believe me. But um, I've been there, <laughs> here. Um, but one of the things that happens, and I was thinking about it when we were in Springfield a couple weeks ago, um, when things happen in the school, and you know there was a great split that took place, um, it was, well, it, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. And you know, when you're old, you've had a lot of things happen to you. <laughs> So you, I, I, it really was the worst thing for me to, and I, and I really would say you never really get over it um, because there's people that you love that are still, you know, around and not around. Um, but anyway, the, the purpose and the reasoning, if you look at the people that have been here and stuck it out, this class, the Springfield class, those of us that had no place to go, because we had to leave a class, we had a place to go. <laughs> we had a place where we could be come to. And I, I can remember the first time coming uh, here after, you know, you had a little seminar or something, a weekend thing. And I, I just sat and cried the whole weekend. I'm like, they're still preaching the gospel. <laughs> you know, and it was so <laughs> important to have a place to come. And that's part of the... Uh, you know, we sometimes, we all have an influence on other people. And that influence causes us, because, you know, as ministers in this teaching, we have one responsibility. We want to give you enough to cause you to believe in Yahshua. You have to believe to receive anything. You have to believe this. And so... <laughs> and I want to talk about this word. There's a lot of stuff I'd like to talk about. <laughs> but the info, you know, the, the encouragement that you receive from others is a great thing. We couldn't get along without each other. Do you understand that? If you're knit together in love, and if you're knit together in this great teaching and, and looking at the things... You know, if you look at the lines of truth that have been taught throughout this whole time of our being in class, 
Those are the things that knit us together. Everything is tied up into Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection. And that's the thing that binds us all together in love. You understand that? And so it's very important that we recognize each other and that it, somebody has been inspired along the way, all right? <laughs> I just want you to know that. All right, I've got a few things on my mind. I'm, I'm going to read a definition of, and I, I don't know, maybe you can read it. <laughs> I got a whole lot of stuff here that I want to get to, but um, the definition of jubilee, and I want to talk about that for a minute. And this is a transcript that I might get to. All right, if you can just read this definition of, of jubilee right here. Jubilee, acclamation of joy, rejoicing, high joyful sound. A high joyful sound. And, and, the, and sound. I want to really talk about trumpets, all right? That's my bottom line of what I want to talk about. Just in case I never get to it, you'll understand I want to do it. <laughs> all right, so read that again. Acclamation An of acclamation joy. of joy. That's what your jubilee is. An acclamation of joy. You know, we're supposed to have some righteousness, peace, and joy around here. Ain't that right? An acclamation of joy. Not all down the mouth, all this life. It's really getting to me. In this world, it's terrible. Yeah, it is. You know, but in Yahshua, everything is great and wonderful. He has given us every, everything. Read. Rejoicing. A rejoicing. High that's joyful what, sound. That, that's what a jubilee is. It's a rejoicing. You're rejoicing in Yahshua. You know, I can remember for years and years coming to seminars, and I would sit there and I would like, I'm still here. I can't believe it. I don't know why he kept me. <laughs> but I can rejoice now. <laughs> Read. High, joyful sound. A high and joyful sound. Well, you know something? When Yahshua the Messiah set up this gospel of death, burial, resurrection, ascension and pouring out of the Holy Spirit, when he set this up in the beginning like she already talked about, she... You know, anyway, that was a great yeah. beginning. So anyway, when you have this death, burial, and resurrection, this is a high sound. What does that mean? This is going to cause you to come on up. Do you understand? You're going to, this is a, and really, the jubilee, well, keep reading. A clear sound. A clear sound. And that's something, wasn't he the body of heaven in his clearness? And didn't you read in Revelation there in the 22nd chapter, there's a clear river of water of life that runs on through, isn't that right? The purpose, and that it's the, the river is that river of light that lights up this whole creation. And we can't get into everything. But you know what you got there? It's that river of light, isn't that right? And it was clear as crystal. And so the words that you speak, they're spirit and life, ain't they? And they're supposed to be clear. You understand that? Clear. Do you know what that means? You can get it. You can understand it's clear. Right. Isn't one, two, three clear? Right. See, one spirit. Two, that's the spirit of Yahweh. Yahweh in a super incorporeal shape and form. This is the spirit of Yahweh taken on a natural body. One, two, three. Ain't that just about clear? One, two, three. Is that clear? Is that clear enough? You understand? And and you and the sound is supposed to be clear. And listen, when we talk about trumpets, we're gonna go and get, uh, uh, oh, 
You have here Exodus 25, 8 through 11. Did you want? No, I don't want that. Okay. Uh, Leviticus 10. Oh. <laughs> Am I done already? Uh, <laughs> oh, Numbers the 10th chapter. That's what I want. Numbers the 10th chapter. But anyway, you have that clear. All right. Now keep reading. The signal of the silver trumpets. The signal of the silver trumpets. So we're going to go and talk about the silver trumpets. Because really the gospel is what's clear. And that is what is being trumped right now. Right. And it's been being trumped since the day of Pentecost. You understand? The original Pentecost. When Yahshua the Messiah sent those apostles out. And what were they told to do? They were told to preach the gospel unto every creature. Every man. You understand? And that gospel that's going to be preached, that's what you're trumpeting. And look at, you've got bucinator right here. Your cheek muscles. That's trumpet. This is what you're supposed to be talking about. How the Yahshua the Messiah died, buried, resurrected from the dead, according to the scriptures. You understand that? And look where it's coming from. Right out of the pattern of him. Death, burial, resurrection. Right out of this pattern. And this pattern, he is the archetype original. Pattern of the universe. So when you're talking about the pattern, when you're talking about the gospel, you're talking about Yahshua. And we're trying to get you to see Yahshua and believe in Yahshua. The way he really is and actually exists. And the only way you can do it is looking at it the way he set it up, just like she was talking about. Ain't that right? Read. <laughs> the instrument itself and the, the festival. The instrument itself is a jubilee. That trumpet itself is a jubilee. I didn't know that until I looked it up. Read. And the festival thus introduced. And the festival that's introduced, which is the jubilee. And I just want to say this before I start about this. Trumpets. I want to get the trumpets. But if you look at the way Yahweh set up, you have... If you look at the way that, that we, we read the scripture last night about the, the Jubilee and what, it, what happened with the Jubilee and what, was, what happened was they were set free, ain't that right? There was three things that Sasha got in the beginning of this. That, uh, they were set free, right? There was liberty proclaimed. They were set free. The land was going to rest. And what else? What's that? Okay, so anyway, the, 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 there was this freedom. There was, and look at this is the point of it. And you, we need to think about, well, what's the point? Why did he set up this jubilee? It's a type. It's a shadow. It's an example. If you look at, the, if you look at them, this is, this is a type of the kingdom of Yahweh, this kingdom of Israel, all right? So this kingdom of Israel... In Israel, when they were set free and they could go back to their original lands, it, it assured that Israel's kingdom would stay intact in one place. Do you understand that? It went back to the owners of Israel. It went back to the original owners on the, on the year of Jubilee, right? So that they assured then that that would be, there'd be souls inhabiting the land. It belonged to them, right? And then even the land resting. <laughs> the land resting. And think about land resting. You know Yahweh's so smart. <laughs> it's not even... It, if the land rests, it's going to be a good land. And it's going to be a good land for them to inherit. And that land is going to be their inheritance. 
And this is showing you, just like she was showing you, the migration shows you. This is us, you understand? You're, you're on a spiritual migration. This, these souls, this land up in here that they inherited, that was a type and a shadow of you inheriting eternal life throughout all eternity. See? And it, you're insured. Let's get a couple verses. Uh, I want you to get the one where she talked about, it was already, um, maybe it was Ephesians, the first chapter. The earnest of your inheritance. And I want you to get me a verse, um, Proverbs 8, verse 20. Ephesians 1 and 9. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Now having made known unto us the mystery of his will, or the mystery of his purpose. He purposes something, and look at right here, it's so beautiful on this chart. He purposes something. He creates the creation, and he works out everything. And until he works it out, you're not here. It's got to go along just the way he said, without being impeded. You understand that? But it doesn't, it's, yes, he's purposed it all in the beginning. But until it's finished, until the end has come, you can't say it's that way. You understand? Okay, keep reading. According to his good pleasure. According to his good pleasure. Read. Which he hath purposed in himself. He purposed this thing within himself. Read on. But the, you know what? You're a soul that he's assured you're going to go on into Canaan's land with. You understand that? He's put that in there so that his kingdom now, his kingdom of souls are going to be with him throughout eternity. That's why he's done this. He's done it to gather souls up. And he's gathered the souls through the preaching of the gospel. Is this making sense to anybody? Yeah. Thank you, Reed. Tenth verse, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time. Right down here where we are now. In this dispensation. In the sixth dispensation of the fullness of time. Read. He might gather together. He might gather together. Read. In one. In one. In Yahshua the Messiah. See, that's the one. He's going to gather us together in one. Read on. All things in the Messiah. All things in the Messiah. Read on. Both which are in heaven uh -huh. and which are on earth, even in him. Okay, so he's going to gather all things in him. Read on. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. In whom also. In, we've obtained an inheritance. In, just like Israel obtained their inheritance over here. Isn't that right? They obtained an inheritance. They, obtained, they got the land. See, and they received the promises. They obtained that. Read that one more time. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. What is the inheritance? It's not something that's mystical and you can't even... Think about it. <laughs> you understand? It's something. It's substance. We've obtained substance from him. Now, I want you to stay right there because there's one more thing I want there. Get me um, uh, whatever it is I called. Yes. <laughs> eight, Proverbs 8, verse 20. Proverbs 8 and 20. Uh -huh. I lean in the way of righteousness. I lead in the way of righteousness. In the midst of the past. Now, this is how he's leading. He's the leader. This is how he's leading. I lead in the way of righteousness. Read on. In the midst of the path of judgment. In the midst of the path of judgment. 
What's his path of judgment? Well, if you, we're not going to get the verses, but if you go to, back to Matt, uh, Jeremiah 6 and 16, it says, ask for the old paths. And then if you cross-reference that, it takes you to the law and the testimony. So that's how he's leading us, folks, through the law and the testimony. You understand that? Read on. 21st verse. Uh-huh. That, I, that I may cause those that love me to inherit, to inherit substance. I'm going to lead them. That I'm in, in the laws, in the law and the testimony. That's how I'm going to take them on that path. That's the path we've been on. Haven't we been on a path for 50 years? <laughs> you understand? Read. And I will the, fill their treasures. No, no, read it again. Okay, that, I'm, that I may again. cause those that love me to inherit to inherit. That I substance. may cause those that love me to inherit substance. Well, do you know what substance is? Substance is the attributes of Yahweh. You know, we talk about this all the time, even in the moderation. He's wisdom, intelligence, knowledge, love, beauty, justice, foundation, power, and strength. These attributes take on a superincorporeal shape and form and then come right down in the flesh. And you've heard that this Yahshua's the name, in or out of a physical body. Isn't that right? See, don't you talk about, these are things we talk about all the time. But this substance is what he's caused us after he goes through his death, burial, resurrection, and ascends and pours out that Holy Spirit. He's caused us through the preaching of the gospel to inherit his substance. Do you understand what you got? He has shared his spirit with us. When you say Holy Spirit, what is it? It's that spirit. That self-same spirit. That's the end of that spirit. You with this part of it that we have to get. I, by God, I mean we gotta understand it. You understand? See? That it's this spirit, this self-same spirit that is now in us. And what he thinks and does, that just about what we're gonna be doing. You understand that? We're not gonna disagree with the law and the prophets. He set it up. You see? Okay, read. Oh, we, we got that. All right. <laughs> oh, go back where you were, please. Uh. Ephesians 1, starting at 11. Mm-hmm. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. We've obtained this ob- inheritance, see, read. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. And just like she talked about it, he, he set up everything in the beginning, came out, and it comes down into the purpose, and it's going to go back. By him, came out by him, it's going to go right back the self-same way. See, read on. That's, that, your, that's your predestination. Came out by Yahshua, it's going to go back by Yahshua. Read. Can I that we should be to the Thank praise <laughs> of his glory, who first trusted in the Messiah, uh-huh. in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> now you trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. It has to be preached, folks. This whole thing has to be preached. And that's what your jubilee is. It's that preaching of the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. And, and, and that's how you get to there. You can't get there by magic. All right, let's go to, let's, let's go to, um, uh, no. Oh, yes, I do. I want numbers. Let's go there. That'd be the best thing to do. <laughs> numbers 10 and 1. Uh-huh. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, 
Make thee two trumpets of silver. Okay, so now back in the law, they made two trumpets of silver. Now when you see two, you ought to automatically think law and prophets. See, two trumpets of silver. And did you ever hear of a silver-tongued order? That's, why that, that's, where, that's where this sound comes from. You know the sound is something. Do you know that when they... Keep reading. <clears throat> make thee two trumpets of silver. Make thee two trumpets of silver. Read of on. a whole piece shalt thou make them. Of a whole piece you're going to make it. You know why? When, there's a, when they put things in there, it sounds different. This, wasn't this supposed to be a clear sound that came forth? They had to understand what they were hearing. And you'll read, if you read about trumpets through the law and the testimony, there was times when they really had to know what that trumpet was talking about. You understand that? It was a warning. See, it had to be clear. Two trumpets of silver. Read on. That thou mayest use them for the calling of the assembly. Thou you might use them trumpets for the calling of the assembly, or the gathering of the assembly. And even in this one with the feast days, you know, when they were called to the convocation, convocation is the gathering. They were called to be gathered together. You were called to be gathered together. You see? You were called to be gathered this weekend. See? There's a calling, folks. And where does that come from? Is it because Terry got on the phone? Make sure you get yourself out there. No, he didn't do that, you know. But you understand it's because you hear about it, and right from within you, Yahshua's calling, oh, I got to go. I got to be there. <laughs> right? Read. And for journeying of the camps. And for the journeys of the camps. Now there's something to this. Listen, read. And when they shall blow with them, all the assemblies shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of the meeting tent of the congregation. So this is how they call the assembly together, back here in the law. You understand that? You're going to look at something. I'm going to look at a principle. Read on. And if they blow but with one trumpet, then the princes, which are heads of thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves together unto thee. Okay, so one blow was for the princes to be gathered together. Read on. When you blow an alarm... Then the camps that lie on the east parts shall go forward. See, when they, when they got up and they moved, because we always knew that they got up and moved, they moved according to the blowing of the trumpet. That's how they moved. They heard that. And don't forget what your trumpet is. It's the blowing of Yahshua's death, burial, resurrection, ascension, according to the scriptures. That's what you're blowing up here. Read. Six verse, and when you blow an alarm the second time, uh -huh. then the camps that lie on the south side shall take their journey. Okay, read, read. They shall blow an alarm for their journey. And you know very well, you, you, you know, we've always gone back there to Ezekiel, the 33rd chapter. The warning that takes place, when the trumpet is blown, do you heed the warning? When the trumpet is blown, when it's blown that you know what, you must. Learn, know, and understand Yahweh's eternal purpose. You must. That's a warning, folks. And the only way you can understand his purpose is go back to the things that he set up. You understand that? And even think about a Sabbath day. Because right here is the Sabbath, right? After the Jubilee. You're going to have a Sabbath. Isn't that right? A Sabbath age. See? Well, you think about even how, and I'm just going to take one digression with this, and then I'm going to go back to them trumpets. 
But think about Sabbath and how, because the Sabbath is, we're talking about the rest here. And he set up Sabbath back here in the law. Ain't that right? And look at it. He set up the Sabbath here by raining down that manna. And for six days, they gathered that manna. And they worked and they gathered and they gathered and they gathered. Isn't that right? And on the seventh day, they had rest. And look at up here when Moses sees the vision, guess what he sees? He sees Yahweh Elam work out the creation. First day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day. Isn't that right? And then he sees Yahweh Elohim. It's right there in the 24th chapter of uh, Exodus. He sees Yahweh Elohim rest on the Sabbath day. Ain't that right? So he's setting up the Sabbath. And you'll read in Nehemiah that he gave them back here the Sabbath days. He gave them when they came in here. He gave them Sabbath days. Gave them rest days. And, and he gave them jubilees. He gave them these things. He gave them rest so that they could be redeemed back to him. So that they could be his people. So the kingdom could go on. The kingdom of Israel. That's what he was dealing with back there with the Sabbaths. The kingdom of Israel. That's why he did it all. To maintain the kingdom. Do you understand that's why he's saving souls? It's for his kingdom. He's assuring his kingdom's going to be okay. Through the same. See that? And look how Yahshua the Messiah comes in. And he's fulfilling, isn't he? Something we've learned for years. Well, when he went through his death, and he was buried, and all day, the Sabbath day, he's laying in the tomb, and he's not moving a peg. Ain't that right? He's fulfilling that Sabbath day. Now, is anybody going to do any better than that? But you know what it shows you, folks? When he came in, and he took away this old covenant, and he put that, he, because he, he took all the sin and the old covenant and everything, and he put it right on him. And he's laying there, and he's fulfilling that, and taking that out of the way. It's completely, he, it's completely stopped. Can you see how he fulfilled that? It's completely done. If you just look at the Sabbath and how he, he, how he fulfilled the Sabbath, you can understand how it's completely done. You're never going to go back and pick up that dead body. You understand that? It's done. See that? See? All right, that's enough of that. Go, go back to Numbers. Numbers 10 and 7. Uh-huh. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, ye shall blow... Now, when the congregation is to be gathered together, you're going to blow with them trumpets. Long prophets, read. But you shall not sound an alarm. Uh-huh, read. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, they're going to blow with them trumpets. And you'll find out the priesthood, they had the responsibility of blowing the trumpets. Read on. And they shall be to you for an ordinance forever. And it's going to be an ordinance that they're going to blow these trumpets. Don't for forget that it's not just blowing a horn. A high sound, a sound of jubilee. That is great. But you know what? The law and the testimony is that high sound. The documented witnesses in his fulfillment is the high sound. Preaching in the name of Yahshua is the high sound. It's the jubilee, folks. Read. And they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. That's right, read. And if you go to war in your land against oh, the enemy. Oh, now wait a minute. If you go to war in your land. You're going to talk about something else when you go to war. You're going to blow the trumpets about something else. No. When you go to war in your land, and you know very well, and so do I, because everybody during the split had problems in their classes. Isn't that right? And what could you do? Blow the Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection. That was it. 
That's it. The sound of the trumpet. Read. And if you go to war in your land against the enemy that and if you oppressed, go to war that in your camp you. against the enemy, and look at you can go back in the prophets and see something. You know, there's a place back there when they were building, rebuilding the temple after the temple had been desecrated, and they rebuilt the walls of the temple, and they were out there rebuilding. You know what was happening to them? There was a trumpet, and and it was a big. You know, it was big, and so when they when the the they had adversaries against them putting that temple back together. You understand that? They did not want that temple back together. And they lied about it and all kinds of things happening. But one of the things that happened is the, the trumpeters, the people with the trumpets, would tell them where to come to help build. And they had a trumpet in one hand and a sword in the other. Is that just about a war in your camp? See? And they're, they're blowing, come help us build the wall. Come help us build the Get up, get back. Come help us build the You understand that? Now that's a war in your camp, ain't it? Well, that's just about what happened spiritually, so. You understand that? It happened, folks. Read. Then you shall blow an alarm with the trumpets. And if you're going to blow an alarm with the trumpet, read. And you shall be, rem be remembered before Yahweh, your Elohim. Uh-huh, because when you blow, you're going to be remembered before. Because he's assuring that he's going to have souls in his kingdom. That's what he's doing. That's what the Jubilee is all about. Read on. And you shall be saved from your enemies. And you'll be saved from your enemies. Keep reading. Also in the day of your goodness, Whoop. or also gladness, I should say. Also in the day of your gladness. Also in the day of your gladness. We're still talking about them two silver trumpets, folks. Law and testimony pointing out the gospel of Yahshua. Read. And in the solemn days. In, your, in the days of your gladness and in your solemn days. You understand? And I want to get this one verse. Let's go to Ezra 3, verse 10. Because this is something we looked at years and years ago, but it's wonderful to think about. These things are wonderful things to think about. You know you've got something to think about. <laughs> Read. Ezra 3 and 10. Mm -hmm. And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of Yahweh. Now when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of Yahweh, this is when they rebuilt the temple. The rebuilding of the temple. The rebuilding of the temple. You know that we had to be rebuilt after that split? You might not want to admit we, had, we were rebuilt. We were. It was the same gospel. It was the same lines. It was the same thing. But it had to, we had to be... We had to be encouraged to believe again. You understand? In, the, in the, what would be salvation of the soul. Read. They set the priest in their apparel with trumpets. They set the priest with their apparel with trumpets. Read. And the Levites, the son of Asaph, uh -huh. with cymbals. Uh-huh. Cymbals praise, and trumpets. Read. To praise Yahweh. To praise Yahweh. The wall was rebuilt. You understand that? The lines have been, the lines of Yahshua's death, burial, and resurrection were being taught. Were being taught. The walls were being rebuilt. The walls of the temple. You understand that? Read on. After the ordinance of David, king of Israel. Read. And they sang together. And they sang together. By course, in praising and giving thanks unto Yahweh. They sang and they praised and they gave thanks unto Yahweh, which is really what we should be doing right now in our hearts and minds. Read on. Because he is good. Because he is good. For his mercy endureth forever That's toward right. Israel. Uh -huh. 
And all the people shouted with a and great look shout. At, listen to what's happened. And then all the people shouted. And you got the same thing. Well, I, I can't go there. I can't go every place. Read. When they praised Yahweh. When they praised Yahweh. Read. Because the foundation of the house of Yahweh was laid. That's right. Read. But many of the priests and Levites and Now chief, listen. Now many of the priests and the Levites. Read. And chief of the fathers. Uh-huh. Who were ancient men. Uh-huh. That had seen the first house. The ones that had seen the first house. When the foundation of this house when was When the laid, foundation was relayed. Because I don't know about you, but I can remember way back when some of these things were going on. I was like, I wonder if there's anybody else that's with it. Am I going to be the only? <laughs> what well, you know, you, you just didn't know. I can remember, thank you, thank you. I can remember Lenore calling me on the phone and saying, are you believing that stuff? And she said, if I, if I said yes, she was going to hang the phone up on me. <laughs> but you didn't know who was who, you understand? You didn't know who was believing and who wasn't. Read on. When the foundation of this house was laid before their eyes. When this foundation was laid before their eyes, read. Wept. They wept. With a loud voice. Those, old, those older people that had been there for the first foundation, they just wept. See, read. With a loud voice. With a loud voice. Read. And many shouted aloud for joy. That's right. They wept and they shouted for joy. And that's what this trumpets was doing. In your day of gladness, in your day of sorrow, in your day of war, you blow the trumpets. You understand that? Okay, I want to get a couple things about belief. And I, I, I want to do just a couple things before I get down. Um, let's get uh, uh, two verses. Uh, John... 20, John 20 and 31, and Mark 16, 15. Just get those couple verses and we'll finish up. If we have time, I'll take one minute and read this. One minute. Just a little out of it. <laughs> Go ahead and read. <laughs> John 20 and 20. 31. 31. Mm -hmm. Would you read the other one first? Mm -hmm. Mark 16 and 15. Uh -huh. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world. Go you into all the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. And preach the gospel to every creature. That's what they were told to do. And that was the apostles right at the beginning of the self-same age that we're in right now. They were told to go and preach the gospel to every creature. Isn't that right? And the end is declaring, you know, you're gonna, you should be doing the self-same thing through the whole age. And through Dr. Kinley's vision, we've been given this ability to preach this gospel at the end of this age. Ain't that right? Read on. He that believeth and is baptized he shall that be believeth saved. And is baptized, and you'll find out, and you, I can't get all the verses, but you have to be immersed in this gospel. You have to be immersed in the name of Yahshua. You have to be immersed in the truth. You come to class to be baptized, folks. You come to class to be immersed in this stuff. You're immersed in it. Isn't that right? Read. Shall be saved. He that believeth shall be saved. And I just want to talk about belief just for a second. Just so I want to bring out one thing about it, because uh, um, Dr. Dennis back there was talking about how it made the land quiet during David's time, in Solomon's 40 years, the land was quiet. Well, belief, the etymology of it is to be permanent or quiet. So see how that goes together with belief? Isn't that sweet? These things are so sweet, folks. Okay, read. I'll go to your next verse. 
X, uh, John 20 and 31. That's right. Read. But these things are written that you might believe. Now, all the things that were written in the law and the testimony, all the things that were written in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they were eyewitnesses, you know. They wrote down what they saw. These things were written. Read. That you might believe. They were written that you might believe. That Yahshua is the Messiah. That Yahshua the Messiah is the Messiah. He did go through a death, burial, and resurrection. See, read on. The son of Yahweh. He's the son of Yahweh. Read. And the believing ye might have life through his name. And in believing you might have life through his name. Eternal life. Eternal jubilee. You understand that? Eternal joy, peace, happiness. Eternally. We're going into a Sabbath, folks. That's what the whole thing was about. All right. We're done with that. We're going to do this really quick. Start right here, just what you see in red here, and here, and then on page six, okay? okay. This is a, this a is transcript. A International Business Meeting, 1975, Dr. Henry Clifford Kimmel. This is the last time he talked to the ministers in this teaching. Page three. It was something important that he wanted to say. At the bottom of page three, and this is the gospel that will be preached in all the world. And this is the gospel that's going to be preached in all the world. Believe it or not. you understand what we have? We have the gospel that's going to bring this age down. Read. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Now Yahweh is going to make it his business. Yahweh is going to make it his business to see that it is preached. Read. Sorry. To see to it that it is done. <laughs> right. Read. If you notice the reading there, it said this. It said the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. Shall be preached in all the world. It's a kingdom. That's why he's having souls set free from the mystery of iniquity to come into his kingdom. Read. Now that means this. That means this. Billy Graham might have a million of people and is looked upon as a great something another and Rex Humbard and the rest of these evangelistic preachers. Mm -hmm, but now this gospel. This gospel. That is taught in this school. That's taught in this school. Will be preached in all the world. It's going to be preached in all the world. Read. And it will be preached for a witness. And it will be preached for a witness. So get in line. You might as well be preaching it. Blow them trumpets when you get the chance. Read. Read six. Page six. And so I said these things to you so that you will not be discouraged. I said these things so you wouldn't be discouraged. We need encouragement. Read. Uh, now the world has been evangelized. Now the world, this is in 1975. And I think he knew what he was about talking about. And the world has been evangelized. Read. The gospel has been preached before. The gospel has been preached. Read. Before the abomination of desolation started. Yep. And now. Way back then the gospel was preached. At the beginning of the age, the gospel was already preached. You understand that? Read on. And now, after it has been completed. And now, after it's been completed for a whole two days in his purpose. Read. In the 24th chapter of Matthew. Uh-huh. Then Yahweh sending you out again. Yahweh sending you out again. To evangelize the world. To evangelize the world. Just gather up the gleanings. Just gather up the gleanings. Isn't that right? And that whole... Anyway, there's so much. Read. Because there's a few going to be saved. Because there's only a few that's going to be saved. Read. There won't be no whole lot of them. There were not a whole lot of them. Read. And so that has to go on so that the end can come. That's right. And he, he, in another place in there, he talked about how that there's a lot to be done and very few doing it. So get in line and get the gospel preached and all praises go to Yahshua. Thank you so much for having us.
Dr. Snyder really enjoyed that. And for our next speaker, we're happy to call the Dean of the Saginaw Branch, Dr. Clovis Screws. Thought I was gonna make it. <laughs> uh, let's see, is it still morning? <laughs> Good morning to everyone. Uh, I'm uh, happy to be here and um, as everyone else, I want to thank the Lansing Branch for putting on this uh, event. Um, we all need to come together as often as we can, you know, in order to uh, share and uh, encourage one another in uh, the things that we're learning, see. And uh, I have really, really enjoyed myself and uh, gospel's been preached and you know, uh, there's a lot. Um, this subject matter, you know, you can spend 10, 20 hours on it, you know, if you want to get into a lot of detail with a lot of what that's going on. But um, uh, I want to kind of stay on the same train of thought as the previous speakers. And um, someone, you, you know, when, when uh, these feasts and um, things that they have, one of the things we haven't mentioned is when you have a feast, what's one of the main things that happens? You eat, right? <laughs> you know, you got some food, right? And um, what I, what I want to try to get you to understand is that you have been presented a smorgasbord of food indeed. And... Um, I remember, just to digress a minute, uh, going to family uh, in the South to visit and that my Uncle Norman in particular, my dad was the youngest of 13, and uh, his brother right above him, Uncle Norman, we called him the chef, you know. And we go to his house and uh, we get there in the evening, go to bed, and we wake up in the morning and he's got breakfast ready, right? He's got ham, he's got sausage, he's got bacon, he's got eggs, he's got rice, he's got grits, he's got uh, uh, pancakes, you see what I'm saying? He's got all of this stuff, you know, all this food. You know, it ain't but two or three of us, <laughs> right? And we come down and we're like, whoa, you know, but you could eat whatever you wanted. You could choose and eat whatever you wanted, and the same thing happened at dinner. You know, and you, you say, where did all this food come from? And what is, you know, and, <laughs> you know, and I, look, I, I, I ain't got no problem eating up some stuff now, <laughs> you know. But I, I'm going to tell you, the, uh, this gospel is the same way. See, and it is, it is the food that you need to nourish your soul. And uh, if you get me the, the scripture lesson uh, at the beginning there, and uh, previous speaker talked about the, the, the Sabbath days, you know, and uh, uh, how that Yahweh set up the Sabbath. And, um, and then I want you to get me in the, I think, the 16th chapter of Exodus, when the children of Israel were murmuring when they came up out of Egypt, see. And they were murmuring against Moses when they got out here. 
you know, because they was hungry. See, now they had been down here and they saw what Yahweh did to the Egyptians. They saw, you know, the first three plagues were poured out on Jew and Gentile. Okay, and the last seven were poured out on those Egyptians only, right? And then, you know, through the, uh, the Paschal Lamb and everything and the blood taken, you know, put on the door and they come up out of Egypt. They get to the Red Sea, you know, and, and they look back and here come Pharaoh and his hosts, right? And they're shaking in their boots. And they say, you brought us out here for him to kill us. We could have stayed there, man, and, you know, just did what they wanted, you know. And, and, and uh, uh, so Moses, he says, Joshua, you know what I'm going to do, man? He said, why you ask me? Raise up your rod, right? And, and he said, told him, he said, stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh, right? Stand still. Now, we are talking about this rest, right? They didn't have to do no work. They didn't have to do no fighting. They didn't have to do, he fought for them, right? See, so they come out here in the wilderness after seeing all that and seeing Pharaoh and his host bust the sun to here in the Red Sea. See, you know, and old John out there, he says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no more sea. See, they had come through the divided waters of the Red Sea. They didn't have to deal with Egypt anymore. So uh, scripture lesson and then I want where they get to complaining. Uh, what is it, 23 and 1? Come on. Uh-huh. Yeah, but 23 and 1 first. Yeah. Leviticus 23 and 1. Uh-huh. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, mm-hmm. Speak unto the children of Israel mm-hmm. and say unto them, Concerning the feasts of Yahweh, mm-hmm. which ye shall proclaim to be holy convocations. Right. Even these are my feasts. These are my feasts. Six days shall work be done. Uh-huh. But the seventh day uh-huh. is the Sabbath of rest. Now, the six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. Now, um, when I was a kid, I grew up in Saginaw there, and next door, the people stayed next door were seven-day Adventists. And, you know, they believed that the the most important thing that you needed to understand was that you needed to worship on the Sabbath day, which they understood was a Saturday. Right. And uh, they would argue with you and say that God set that up from the very beginning and gave it to man from the very beginning. You see, and, 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 and that's why we. Uh, you know, adamant about this Sabbath day thing. See, but that, you know, okay. You, you don't understand that when you're reading in Genesis, what you're reading is Moses' vision, okay? That no one had written about the purpose of Yahweh before Moses. See, Adam didn't write it. You know, Noah didn't write it. Abraham didn't write about it. You understand? See, and that what you're reading in Genesis came out of Exodus, Right. We always talk about how you must have an exodus before you can have a Genesis. Right. See, man and woman coming together, they're going to have a child. Sperm must exodus the man. You understand? In order. Look, the sperm must exodus the man, enter into the womb. 
right? And look, some, what, 60 million, right? What happens? All of them die. See, and what, you know, a few of them, you got 70 elders and Aaron, Adab, and Abihu, and Moses. They start up that fallopian tube, right? But the one gets up here to the top, fertilizes the egg, right? And then what happens? You got to come down, see, and plant in the womb, see, take on shape and form, right? That's what's got to happen. See, so now, uh, uh, where were we? Um, see, I didn't get off off track. Six days <laughs> shall work mm -hmm. be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. On the seventh day is Sabbath of rest. Now, so I was talking about those uh, uh, seven day Adventists, right? See, so now, look, when, when you read back there and, and you read Moses' vision, that as she said a, a minute ago, on the seventh day, Yahweh rested. He's showing Moses that he has done everything according to this pattern, which is him. See, from the beginning. See, he didn't just start using the pattern down here when, you know, when they got out here. He was doing everything according to the pattern from the beginning because the pattern is him. Right. So. So, you know, he when you read Moses's vision and he sets up that day of rest that he rested on that day. See, and they want to say, see, that that's the way he did it back there in Genesis. You see what I'm saying? But you don't read nowhere where when he told Adam to go into the garden and dress, they already told you that he ain't had no work to do up there. Right? It was in his fruition, right? He had no work to do up there. So what's he going to rest from? He was already in rest. Right? Sitting there, you know, just chilling, man. You know, he, he, he was already in a rest. But you don't read where well, Yahweh said, now look, when you when you dressing these trees, now on that seventh day, I don't want you to dress no trees. You see what I'm saying? You don't read where he told Enoch anything about, you know, uh, not working on a seventh day. When it when he gave a vision to Noah, you understand? And Noah's building this ark. You don't read in there where he told Noah, look now, all these six days now. You work on this ark, but on that seventh day, you need to sit down and be still. You don't read that. See, but what, it, what happened? 16th chapter. Exodus 16, starting at 1. Uh-huh. And they... Uh, I want where they, they start... Starting at 6. Com, yeah, complaining. And Moses and Aaron said unto all the children of Israel... Uh -huh. At even, then ye shall know that Yahweh hath brought you out from the land of Egypt. Mm -hmm. And in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of Yahweh, for that he heareth, mm -hmm. heareth your murmurings against Yahweh. Uh -huh. And what are we that ye murmur against us? Go ahead. And Moses said, This shall be when Yahweh shall give you in the evening uh -huh. flesh to eat. In the evening, he's going to give you flesh to eat. See, because they complain. They say, you know, we sat by the flesh plots all day, man. We had plenty to eat. You know, and here we are out here hungry. See, read. And in the morning, bread to the full. Mm -hmm. For Yahweh heareth your murmurings, which ye murmur In the morning, you have bread to the full, and in the evening, flesh. Read. And what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against Yahweh. See, that's who they, you know, and, and you need to understand that this is translated spiritually to what's happening in these schools. See, they ain't complaining against you and me. They complaining against Yahweh. See, when they say that we don't want blood, water, spirit no more, 
and we don't want you to preach blood, water, spirit no more. They saying to Yahweh, we don't want you to preach blood, water, spirit no more. You see what I'm saying? Death, burial, and resurrection. Read. Ninth verse. And uh-huh. Moses spake unto Aaron, say unto all the congregation mm-hmm. of the children of Israel, mm-hmm. come near before Yahweh, for he hath heard your murmuring. Read on. And it came to pass as Aaron spake unto the whole congregation of the children of Israel, uh-huh. that they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, mm-hmm. the glory of Yahweh mm-hmm. appeared in the cloud. The glory of Yahweh appeared in the cloud. Read. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh. And in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Uh-huh. And you shall know that I am Yahweh, your Elohim. So now he, he told them six days they would have gathered that manna, right? Six days. And on the, on the sixth day, they would have gathered a double portion of that manna, right? Because on the seventh day, they weren't supposed to, to gather anything, right? And he told them, say, look, each day that you gather, don't try to hold any over to the next day. See, you know, each day you're going to gather your manna. Now, I'm going to pull this together, hopefully. You know, and, and then on the sixth day, you're going to get a double part of it, right? See, and then some of them knuckleheads decided they was going to keep some. See, to the next day, and it said that it bred worms and stank. Right? See, what are you talking about? See, look, she, she explained to you that you got these dispensations here. And in Revelations, it talks about the seven angels, you know, going to the assemblies, right? And this is Yahweh uh, uh, ordering the affairs of man, see, through the, the seven dispensations and ages, right? So the children of Israel, they're in the wilderness of Sinai, and six days they're gathered in this manner. This is their food, right? So... They, they, they read the scripture earlier that all this has been written for our admonition, right? So you and I are supposed to look back here, see what happened. See, eat this. You know, this is food, right? Eat that. Eat it. Understand what's going on, spiritual reality of it. See, and as we're growing in our understanding of Yahweh's purpose, see, then what we're going to find out is, all roads lead to Yahshua the Messiah. See, all roads, you know, they said all roads lead to Rome. All roads lead to Yahshua the Messiah. That all of these principles, you got a body of principles. See, you got this tabernacle, most holy place, holy place, court roundabout. You got seven steps. You got nine vessels. You see what I'm saying? You got a structure and you got function that's going on in here. See, and all of it has principles, uh, uh, you know, associated with everything that's going on. And all of those principles do what? Point to Yahshua the Messiah. See, you'll be able to follow those things, you know, in its most elementary uh, uh, setup. You know, the founder, in its most elementary setup, he showed this uh, uh, chart on the pattern of plan of salvation. Set up according to blood, water, spirit, or death, burial, resurrection. See what I'm saying? You know, and set up, uh, you know, to the law and to the testimony, his two witnesses. Uh, Give me a revelation, I think it's 11. I think it's about three. I'll give power to my two witnesses. See, so now uh, he set it up and, and, you know, you got plates. You know, that's what I say, the Adamic plates and no attic, right? 
and you put food on plates. You see what I'm saying? And so what, what we're doing is we're, we're learning about these different principles. The, the uh, manifestation of the principle change, but the principles remain the same, right? You know, and so if you're looking at the tabernacle and you're looking at it one way here and you might not quite get it. So you go over here and you look at this migratory pattern because it's the same thing, but it just say it a little different. See what I'm saying? Maybe you'll get it there. See, but if you dislike me, see then what you need, what's going to have to happen, you're going to have to get that body involved. See, and then everything that's in the, that pattern is in here. See, and when, when you put it on yourself, on your own body, there ain't nothing you can deny with that. See? You find what, what, what I have. Revelations 11 and 3. Uh-huh. And I'll give power unto my two witnesses. Uh-huh. And they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days clothed in sack. So he said, I'm going to give power to my two witnesses. The law and the testimony, right? Those are his two witnesses. Where is that? Uh, uh, there it is over there. See, right here. You see, right here. Jehovah's Witnesses, don't it? Don't, don't say that. Say, his two witnesses are the law and the testimony. You see what I'm saying? See? And, and, and so he's going to give power to his two witnesses, and they're going to prophesy 1,203 score days clothed in sackcloth. Yahshua the Messiah was the law and the prophets personified. See, everything that he wrote in the, in the law and the testimony through those men. See, all scripture is uh, for what? Inspiration and correction and righteousness. You know, it's all scripture inspired by Yahweh. See, Dr. Kelly explained that your newspaper script, see what I'm saying? It's what's inspired by Yahweh, right? For correction and instruction and righteousness, see? See, and that you, when you understand that Bible, you start to understand that what you're reading is a group of visions that were given to men by Yahweh. See, and then Yahweh didn't leave it up to them to do it. He got in them and wrote it the way he wanted it written. See? See, so, excuse me, where were we? Oh, I give power to my two witnesses, right? Clothed in sackcloth, right? See, so Yahshua the Messiah, you know, he is that law and testimony, or he is the two witnesses personified. So now, get me to what they call the Lord's Prayer. See, because uh, they call this the Lord's Prayer, but we understand it's the disciples' prayer, right? Because when they asked him about praying, he said, when you pray, when you pray, this is how you pray, right? See, now, previous speaker told you that you had to study to show thyself approved unto Yahweh, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, right? And they explained that what's going on here can't be going on here, and what's going on here can't be going on here, right? See, because if you, if you mix it up, then when, you, when you're supposed to be doing something, you won't be doing it. And when you ain't supposed to be doing something, you'll be doing it. See, you can get yourself all messed up. Right? Y'all find what I was looking for? Huh? 
Mm-hmm. Matthew 6 and 9. Uh-huh, uh-huh. After this manner, therefore pray ye. This is after this manner. This is how you pray. Read. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, our Father, which art in heaven, we know that that's Yahweh, pure spirit. He inhabits heaven. He is heaven. Right? Holy or hallowed be your name. Read. Thy kingdom come. Stop. So it says there, thy kingdom come. So they were praying for the kingdom to come. See? So when did the kingdom come? On the day of Pentecost is when the kingdom came, right? Then Paul tells you, he said he has translated, not going to translate us. He hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. The world is still waiting on Jesus to come back and set up his kingdom on earth. See, they still waiting on him, you know, because see, the, the devil foiled, you know, his plan. You see what I'm saying? And, it, you know, he didn't do it right. See, he was supposed to set up this kingdom on earth. See, physical kingdom, physical Israel. Right? See what I'm saying? And, and, you know, and set for a thousand years. See, and then he's supposed to fight this physical devil. You see what I'm saying? But that thing changed to spirit. Look, and so, read, what you at? Six and ten. Uh-huh. Thy kingdom come, uh-huh. thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Uh, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now they're praying for the kingdom to come. We understand that the kingdom already came. The world is still waiting on it. 14th chapter of St. John, he talks about that. Right? We ain't going to read that right yet. So read on. Give us this day our daily bread. Uh-huh. Give us this day our daily bread. See, back here in the wilderness, he gave them bread daily for 40 years. See? Quail on toast. For 40 years. And then, look, we loathe this. We don't want no more. You understand? But you was hungry. And you were complaining. You see what I'm saying? See, so, uh, 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 and Yahshua told him, he said, look, I am the bread that came down from heaven. See, he fed them. Just like when the, the, what he's doing with us is through these dispensations, he's feeding us. See, he's feeding us as we come down through, right? See, uh, read, please. 12 first. Uh-huh. And forgive us our debts huh. as we forgive our debtors. Now, now, this is under the law now. See, this is before the death, bell, resurrection of Yahshua Messiah. You got to rightly divide it, right? On this side, they're praying for the kingdom to come, which came on Pentecost. And then give us this day our daily bread and, for, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, right? Or trespasses. So in the Jubilee, what happened? All that was forgiven, right? That's what we were looking for. That's what they were looking for. Forgiveness of all of what they owed. You see what I'm saying? If they was working for somebody, you see what I'm saying? It was, they would be able to let, let them go back to their inheritance. You understand? And look, they couldn't mar the inheritance. See, look. Where, where is it at? Genesis with Joseph. You see, his two boys are getting blessed by Jacob. See? And, uh, and the, the very last verse there, because he, he, you know, he, he switches his hands and, and, and blesses the younger one, because the older boy is supposed to get the blessing, right? You know, and he switches his hands, and, 
And they said, oh, Father, don't do that. He said, I know what I'm doing. You know, and so, <laughs> and at the very last verse in that chapter, uh-huh, Genesis, yeah, he told him, he says, and I've given you a portion above your brother. See, so on the sixth day, on the sixth day, they had to gather a double portion, right? See, and this is two, two times the food because he's going to carry you through that seventh day, right? What, read it for me. You want, and Joseph saw Ephraim's children? Uh, where we at? No, 48 oh. in the last, yeah, last okay. verse. 48:22. Moreover, I have given to thee one portion above thy brethren, uh-huh. which I took out of the hand of the Amorite uh-huh. with my sword uh-huh. and with my So he bow. gave Joseph a, a double portion, one portion above his brother. What are you talking about? So they explain to you that the inheritance was land, right? When they come over here in, into Canaan land. So, you know, a couple tribes got some inheritance on this side of the River Jordan, but they had to go over with them and help them fight over here till the others received theirs before they could enjoy their inheritance, right? See, so now as uh, um, the, the, the tribes were given their inheritance, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh received land or received an inheritance. Those were Joseph's two sons. See, and the Levites, they didn't receive land. Their inheritance was the, the temple or the tabernacle. See, to take care of the temple and the tabernacle. See, so uh, uh, in principle, he was given a double portion, you know, uh, here in, in the most holy place. So you and I, down here at the end, we got Jubilee, right? And they were t- he told a triple portion that they had to gather, right? For the eighth, the, 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 the seventh, eighth, and ninth years, okay? They had to gather that food, right? You know, and uh, uh, because, well, that's self-explanatory. So they had to uh, gather a, a triple portion. So what are you talking about? How much more time I got? See, because I have to kind of, oh, 10 minutes? 10 minutes, okay. We can do this. <laughs> so, so, just uh, before we do that, get me where uh, in, in Daniel, 70 weeks have been determined upon our people. Daniel 9. Uh-huh. See, you know, because Again, all roads lead to Yahshua. And they've been talking about how the, the seven times uh, seven years, 49 and in the 50th years, Jubilee, right? You know, and that, that when Yahshua the Messiah died on the cross and outpoured the Holy Spirit, it was not only Pentecost, it was also Jubilee, right? See, you know, and, and so the Jews had come there for the worship, right? And, you know, they're, they're being set free in this jubilee. It's a reset, right? So here, here, here they are. Uh, um, well, go ahead and read, please. Uh, <laughs> starting at Daniel 9, 24. Uh-huh. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people. Uh-huh. 
and upon thy holy city uh -huh. to finish the transgression uh -huh. and to make an end of sin. See, he said, is going to finish the transgression and make an end of sin. Read. And to make reconciliation for iniquity. And it's going to make it's going to reconcile or make reconciliation for iniquity. Read. And to bring in everlasting righteousness. And and it's also going to bring in everlasting righteousness. Right. See. Read. And to seal up the vision mm -hmm. and prophecy. Uh huh. And to anoint the most holy. And, and seal up the vision and prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Right. So from the, the, the commandment of our exerces to uh, rebuild Jerusalem, it will be 70 weeks, right? See, and, what, and we don't have time, but these are your 490-year cycles, right? See, so at, there are four 490-year cycles in each of these ages in principle, right? So the, uh, um, uh, at the end of each 490-year cycle was the dedication of a temple, Okay. See, so in, in uh, 1490, it was the tabernacle. See, and then 1000, as a speaker did uh, yesterday, I think you talked about over there in uh, the textbooks, page 41, down at the bottom, it talks about Solomon's temple. And there was a year of Jubilee, and he had to wait a year and a half, right, before this thing was dedicated. See, so, this, and, and that this temple represented the body of Yahshua the Messiah, on his throne now. See, because remember he told David, he says, I'm showing you how to build this thing, see. And when he took his hand over his body and showed him how to build it. See, oracle, sanctuary, and porch, see, you know, according to the pattern, see. So then it says uh, in 457, uh, the, the, the edict went out, edict went out to rebuild Jerusalem, uh, the temple, right? And so uh, um, 457 plus 33 years of Yahshua's life is 490, right? Right? And, and so that came right at Pentecost. You see what I'm saying? That, that year of Jubilee and the completion of that. And what was going to happen when he completed it? He's going to bring an end to sin and iniquity. See, and bring in everlasting righteousness, right? So on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out, see, then it says they put cloven tongues of fire on their heads, right? It was cloven tongues of fire, that carnal mind being consumed, that carnal mind being burned up, you understand? See, look, they still had habits and issues, you understand? But the carnal mind was consumed, and now... What's going to happen through you eating? Because now you're a new baby, right? Now you got to eat. You got to eat all of this all the way down through. You're eating and you're growing. Your bones are growing. You see what I'm saying? It's represent the spirit, right? That's what's growing. See? And now that, what's taking on shape and form in you? These attributes of intelligence, wisdom, knowledge, love, beauty, justice, foundation, power, and strength. Taking on shape and form in you to the, your soul. You understand? You see? And as your soul develops, see? And then what happens? The baby says, I'm here. You, you, you understand? There comes a point he just been running around and all of a sudden, I'm here. See? And nothing existed before I got here now. <laughs> see? <laughs> you 
you know. And so as that child continues to grow, you know, through adolescence into adulthood, see, that's where we are now. See, and so he, what, what did he do? Told you you needed three portions, right? See, what you got? You got Moses' vision. You got John's vision. And you got Dr. Kelly's vision. You understand? And when, in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he should begin the sound, the mystery of Yahweh should be finished. You see what I'm saying? All of these things, all of the stuff that we're learning down here now. See, Paul didn't know nothing about no aorta. You understand? See, they ain't know nothing about all of this stuff, this scientific stuff that we're learning, showing that Yahweh has done it all according to his pattern. You see what I'm saying? And so what he did was he come in as Joshua the Messiah. He fulfilled the law and testimony. He fulfilled the Sabbath day. See, as she told you, he laid there in that tomb, took on all the sin of the world. That body laid there all that night, right? See, not breathing, heart not beating. Because see, you said no work, right? But your heart beating, you still working. You understand? Look, and if he hadn't got up, you understand? See, but he raised from the dead. See, the third day, he raised a quickening spirit. And look, that, that body that was laying there, that was laden with sins, yours and mine's and everybody else's, was consumed in the tomb. See, he told him with that lamb, say, not let none of it remain until the morning. You understand? See, you know, and that that remaineth, see, burn it up. Right? I remember reading the transcript, Dr. Kelly was talking about uh, uh, cremation. See, and he said that, you know, when you cremate the bodies, the bones are left. See, the bone represents spirit. See, you know, and he says, what they had to do, they could crush that up. You see what I'm saying? You know, but as we continue to grow, as we continue to learn, what I want you to know is you got something to look forward to. See, you know, and that's Yahshua's rest. You know, he said, peace I leave unto you. You know, not as the world know peace, my peace. You see what I'm saying? Look, when I came in this school, I had to ask Yahweh for some peace of mind. See, because I'd have lost my mind trying to get my preacher daddy, you understand, to understand this. See, I, you, you, know, you know, look, my child don't come to class. You know how that feel? See, was born in it. You know, and so I had to ask him for some peace. See, to understand, some understanding. To understand that he is the one. See, that is, has chosen from the foundation of the world who he, he would have mercy on. You mean that's what he told Moses? He said, uh, he who sinned against me will I blot out of my book. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. You and I need to, look, be grateful that he had compassion on you. See? You know, and those folks, mother, father, daughter, son, all of them, all they, 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 they won't loan to you. Ain't yours belong to Yahweh. See? They belong to him. And he's the one that decides who. You see? 
Look, so eat all you can. See? Exercise and eat all you can. We are, we are out of time, see? You know, uh, I am so grateful to be here. So, so glad. You know, this old body been through it, man. You know, it been, I didn't think I was going to make it. You know, because uh, we had a, a, a tornado came through. And I, we, we moved to uh, Belleville. Yeah, that's the name of the place. The Van, Van Buren Township. Tornado come through. Knocked out the power. Three days. So the first day, I'm good. You know, I keep saltwater fish, right? You got to keep the water going, you know, because of corals and stuff, right? You know, so I got my generator going. Keep the... the uh, Sump pump going and the fish. I ain't worried about what's in the freezer. <laughs> Don't mess with my fish. Right? So that's on a Thursday. Friday night, uh, me and my wife, we sitting there in the dark. And it's, okay, might as well go upstairs. Let me go downstairs and make sure that this uh, sump pump is working and that my, the pumps is working on my tank, right? One step at a time down the steps. Blue! Dislocated my ankle. I'm telling you, supposed to be like this. It was like that. You know, no pain. Dislocated my ankle. My wife was upset. She said, What's going on down there? So I think I broke my ankle. Just like that. I think I broke my ankle. She said, what? She come downstairs, she looked, she called uh, Keith and Donna in the, in the ambulance. And uh, it was dislocated and the bone had popped through the side and everything. So I didn't think I was going nowhere. You know, it took seven weeks for the, the wound in the side of my ankle to close up, you know. And for me to get to where I could actually move around, you know. And uh, Dr. Brown called me. He said, you going? You going to Lansing? I said, man, I don't know. You know. And so I told him, I said, I had to call Terry. You know, he said, well, he wants you to email him. I said, I got to call him. You know. <laughs> so I called. And he said, uh, no, we full. Can't do it. I said, okay. And he said, you know, if we get a cancellation, I'll let you know. Yeah, okay, cool. That's good. You know, that sounds good to me. So I ain't worried about it. I get a call. He say, "Look, I can accommodate all of y'all. Come on." <laughs> you know, had a whole bunch of you know new folks. You see what I'm saying? Really wanted them to be here. You understand? Because you're sealed. You understand through the preaching of the gospel, mouth to mouth, person to person. You understand? See. And so, I know uh, that's it. So, it is over time. No, I apologize. You know, and uh, uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Screws. I was looking for that special booty hat on to go with his outfit. Uh, <laughs> that does bring a conclusion to our lecture. We will have announcements by Dr. Tim McNamara. Good afternoon, everyone.
announcements are as follows. Classes are held every Wednesday and Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Our after-class question and answer period is the third Friday of each month. For this month, it will be the 17th of November. Um, we are concluding this class. Our next class will begin at 3.30 for those of you that are sticking around. There are refreshments out in the lobby area for those of you that wish to stay here and eat, but you, of course, can go have lunch somewhere else. But we got some good food out there provided by Dr. Marta Serna. So that concludes our announcements. I do. Oh, wait, nope. Got one more. Almost forgotten. Yep, the class time will begin at 3.30 and we'll go to 6 o'clock the next one. And then on Sunday, our class will begin at 10.30 and run to 1. All right, Yashua the Rock is having their annual event. It is April 11th through the 14th of 2024. It's being held at the Be Hillside Best Western Hotel. You, uh, you have to call the hotel to reserve your room. The room rate is $105 plus a 12% tax. The number for the hotel is 708-544-9300. You must register by March 14th of 2024, and this you have to do online. And you have to go to googledoc.form. That would be the website. That's what I have. And there is no registration fee. And if you have questions, the email address is yashawatherock at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. That concludes our announcements. Yes. I did. 10.30 to 1. Oh, 11 to 1.30. Okay, I was told 10.30. Sunday is 11 to 1.30. Parking? Parking is uh, in the back, not in the back of the... Okay, let us all stand to be dismissed. I will be reading the doxology from the last two verses from the book of Jude. Now to him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power before all time now and forever. Let us all say hallelujah.
Oh, 
are the sons of Yahweh. But it does not yet appear what we shall be. Oh yes. But we know when Yahshua shall appear. Be like him. Oh, yes. For we shall see him in all of his beauty and righteousness. In all of his splendor.
are the sons of Yahweh. But it does not yet appear what we shall be. Oh yes. But we know when Yahshua shall appear. Be like him. For we shall see him in all of his beauty and righteousness.
are the sons of Yahweh. But it does not yet appear what we shall be. Oh, yes. But we know when Yahshua shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him in all of his beauty and righteousness.
the sons of Yahweh. But it does not yet appear what we shall be. Oh, yes. But we know when Yahshua shall appear, we shall be like him. Justness in all of his splendor. 